Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the Creatrix CEO. Today is the first of four really fantastic guest episodes I'm gonna be featuring with a showcase of absolutely badass female entrepreneurs. This first episode is with my good friend and client, Pia Steiner. Pia is a pleasure and spiritual coach and I'm so excited for you guys to experience this conversation today. Earlier today, Pia and I met and we were joking around that <laughs> you could listen to this episode and make a drinking game out of it where you take a shot every time you hear the word pussy. So this episode is especially for you if you find yourself cringing at hearing that word. This episode is for you if you are all about dismantling patriarchal conditioning. It is all for you if you're a fucking woman and you wanna learn more about what it means to dial into the voice of your pleasure, your desire, your femininity. It's all gonna be here in this conversation. So without further ado, I will let you go ahead and dive on into it and enjoy. All right. Welcome everyone to yet another amazing episode of the Creatrix CEO podcast. I am your host, Carly Chetton, and today I am joined by my beautiful friend, Pia Steiner. Pia is a spiritual life and pleasure coach, and she is certified as a spiritual life coach, past life regression, and breathwork facilitator. Pia, you sent me the most incredible bio. You said, my pussy and I are on a mission, passionately guiding women into a life led by pleasure, free of shame and guilt. So good. So deeply needed this work. I'm just so excited to delve into your business and your vision and what you've created and what you're building. Um, I was so struck by what you said when you said, I've searched for spiritual healers all around the world, only to find out that the most transformational portal is and always has been between my legs. I've manifested most of my success and freedom through pleasure magic. Oh my God. Welcome to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> hey Carly. Oh, thank you for the introduction. You even got me hyped up and my pussy. We're both here and ready right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. I am thank with you. Girl. Thanks for having me. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you so much for being here. We obviously met through the Dharma Coaching Institute, but I just know that there's a whole universe of other types of work and modalities that you pull into your uh, approach as a coach. So I'm super excited to delve into that today. I'd love to start off with just learning a little bit more around your business. So what do you do and who do you help in basic terms? Yeah, so as you already said, like um, I'm on a mission of guiding women towards a life led by pleasure. And that is like really what I'm all about. Like seeing pleasure as like a, I almost feeling like it as a sixth sense. You know, mm -hmm. how we see, we touch, we taste. And it's like having pleasure is like this full body experience that goes even further. And just seeing a life with a more open heart, open pussy, open being that is free of suppression and like this most authentic self that is within all of us women. Mm. And so I'm, I'm doing one-on-one -on -one coaching and also group containers where I'm drawing from like a lot of different modalities, but they're all very playful and creative like there's a lot of body work involved we're definitely like diving into our own self-pleasure and I love always the saying of like so many of us women are people pleaser and just like leaving behind the people pleaser and diving into self-pleasure I feel like that by itself is like a whole portal of <laughs> through which um, so many of us women can be reborn Beautifully said. Yes. So many of us identify as being people pleasing, but to what extent do we think about our own pleasing? 
right? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like a pleasure practice is the answer to that. So when it comes to thinking about how you view the role of pleasure in your coaching and what you help women with, what would you say it is about your work that inspires you the most? Mm. Yeah, that is a really beautiful question. I think what inspires me the most really is to see other women shine. Mm. Like, you know, this really like this beauty that just shines from within. Mm. And that is really like you see when you step into a room and you see someone shine in their authentic self. Mm. And being able to support on other women to step into exactly this, their own light. I think that is the most rewarding experience for myself. There is so many ways and so many levels on which I have myself compared to other women and that I see it now in the world, how we are being like pushed into comparison and always being to be the best and the most beautiful and better and how sometimes that can lead to put someone else down so that we feel higher and just like creating space for the opposite creating space for sisterhood and for support and there is no light that no or no other that can dim my light but I definitely can light someone else up and whenever I have the chance for it I will do that. And I want someone else to shine next to me, around me, all over the world. Mm. That's so beautifully said. I love that. Like, there's so much to be said for dismantling that conditioning around, oh, I need to be the best and no one else can be good. And like, it almost like makes it so that you refuse to see the beauty around you in other women, whereby... Mm that's only like damaging to us. (laughs) If we were to truly like love to see each other shining, truly love to come together in sisterhood. I don't even know what our world would look like. There's so much power and coming to that understanding of like, when you shine, I shine and vice versa. What an uplifting vision. I love that so much. Yes, totally. And I really also... And so for myself, the more like back in the days I was judging others, the more I was judging myself. Mm. So allowing others to shine really showed me that it is safe for me as well to shine in my light. Mm. Yes. I've always said that our triggers show us where we've yet to give ourselves permission to go. And so much, I feel like of seeing another woman in her beauty and owning her beauty I've also related to that of like feeling judgmental or, you know, that's that silly question of like, who does she think she is? She thinks she's so hot. It's like, yeah, she thinks she's hot. And that dismantles the weight of so much patriarchal conditioning that tells us that we have to hate ourselves and that we have to not see ourselves naturally as beautiful and that we need to buy all these cosmetic products and all these clothes and buy into these 3D materialistic standards in order to be seen as beautiful in order to feel beautiful but when you when you like literally like like push away from all of that conditioning and patriarchal pressure it's like oh shit like i'm beautiful and you're beautiful and she's beautiful and like it's not triggering because you, you come back to the fact that like, we all have beauty. We're inherently given beauty. Like that's our gift as women. Right. So I think that's incredible. The work you're doing is so, so needed. And I love that of like creating space for other women to shine and knowing that it's safe for you to shine too. That's amazing. I just loved what you just shared and what you said just about like, and the whole conditioning around our beauty. And that is really like that is like what is happening all around us at the current moment because a woman that knows her beauty you cannot make any money out of her Mm -hmm. and right now money is the most powerful thing that exists in this world and if you bring a woman to question her own beauty 
if you bring a woman to judge herself, to not be in her power, to feel like she needs to be present and there for everyone else and forgets about herself and her needs, then you can make so much money out of those insecurities. And that is really where the society is trying to push us. And that is why I love to be here with you, have those conversations where you can just openly, beautifully push back. Mm, so good. I feel there is a movement right now. I don't know how it is right now for you in Norway, but the Barbie movie has taken over the U.S., and Taylor Swift just came in through and is doing an insane, like her heiress tour. And there seems to just be this movement of just returning to our own inherent power as women that is shaking the energetic collective up. I really do feel that. And so this conversation, I don't think could be more, any more aptly timed. So obviously they can't make money off of us if we remember that we're fucking beautiful. They also under a very traditional structure, if we remember that we're powerful and that we have sovereignty and that we can do things like earn in our own businesses or live our lives however we please and not just like live to serve another human or live to serve into, you know, being domestic. And there's nothing wrong with wanting those things. But the more that we can see that we're just as worthy, no matter what we do, regardless of whether we fulfill on these like standards of being a wife and a mother and just like being people pleasing and making sure everyone else is happy and taking responsibility for everyone else's feelings. When we come out from under that, it's insanely liberating. I'm currently feeling that in my personal life. Like I'm full transparency. I'm leaving a partnership that was really ramping up to be a lot more domestic and traditional. And I'm burning off all of my stuff in my life. And I'm moving to Europe and I'm going digital nomad and I'm making a choice that traditional society would be like, you're selfish. Who are you to leave behind this man that wants to provide? Who are you to leave behind this traditional life? Who are you to leave behind the role of mother? You're turning 30. Time is ticking. It's like, Yes, but I can, I also want to prove that I can be happy by myself and I can be happy feeling into my own beauty and I can be happy just being free. So that feels like super radical right now. So I'm just, that all that to be said, I'm just so excited to be having this conversation with you because you are so much in your own seat of power as well. And it's just incredible when women like us come together. So thank you for being here. I know I'm rambling a bit, but oh my God, like I'm just so lit up talking about this. <laughs> Go on. No, honestly, I love listening to you and hearing it. It's just like, I hear your voice and I hear the excitement and I hear that this truly is your voice, you know? You're right now mentioning like things, oh, the time is ticking, you're turning 30, you're being selfish. How can you leave a nest, like a home, you know, that like both partners like put time in and like it's supposed to lead to more. It's like, those are not your voices. Those are voices from around you. And I think that is the most important thing. And like, there's nothing wrong with, wanting a life like this there's nothing wrong with not wanting a life like this it's only wrong if you make a decision that is not from within yourself mm. and so seeing how you take this step how you sell everything risk everything because you trust yourself and know that there is more that there's just a life that is more in alignment with you and where your place in this world is like that is so empowering and I love it I am all in for it and you coming to Italy like I'll meet you there like <laughs> our paths cross in person and I cannot wait for it <laughs> thank you uh, I adore at the you. same time yeah <laughs> no at the same time it also reminds me so much about myself mm. like you're taking right now such a big leap and to be honest, I have taken a leap like this not only once, I think probably I read it for the three times. <laughs> I just feel three times in my life, I woke up from one day to the next and I just knew that this is not it. Mm. This is not where I belong. And this is not the life I will be living. Mm. and my mom 
my mom really raised me to be a big dreamer. Let's start with that. Mm. <laughs> Even though coming from nothing, she always taught me that whatever I want, I can have it. Mm. Even if everyone around me tells me it's not realistic, it's not real, like with what you have now, either the education or the finances, it's just not in for you. Mm. And my mom always said, you know, it's good to have big goals. You just go for it and you give it a try. And I feel that really led up to me having such a great support within her that I was never scared of failing. Mm. I was never scared of leaving a situation and just try to have something bigger, to have something else, to even risk being an outcast or being told to be different, being told to be weird. Mm. And to be fair, I always felt growing up I'm not fitting in anyway so there was not so much to lose <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and so even for the very first time when I was like 18 19 I booked together with my best friend like a one-way ticket and we flew to the other side of the world to New Zealand that at that point was like such a big thing where I don't think I have even really left Italy much before like the country where I was like born and raised mm. and we were there we were sleeping in a super tiny car because we had no money for like accommodation we slept the, in that car I slept in the driver front seat for like five weeks straight <laughs> it was like so cold at night that I had to like wake up twice to drive the car around that it would like <laughs> heat up I was like it was those adventures that you take because you know where you're in right now mm. it's not enough yeah and so you take a leap and so you take a flight or you take a risk you go on your adventure mm. and you go and search for what it is that you really want where your place is and mm. the person that you want to be mm -hmm. yeah I think it requires so much courage and audacity and strength to look at your current situation and say this is not it I know there is more mm. because the depth oh, yeah. of the depth of our conditioning is that this is all there is to life and to want something more is to be ungrateful for what you currently have, or this is what everyone else has. So why don't you want this too? There's something wrong with you. If you don't also want it, like I'm getting conditioning of like, I'm absolutely crazy. Cause I'm selling my car and like, I'm getting rid of all of my shit. Like there's very much like, are you insane? That question is like coming up. It's like, I'm willing to be a little bit crazy. If it means that I can live into what I know my life has a promise of. And like, that's exactly what oh. you did when you left Italy, you were 18. I love the vision of you just being like, fuck it, I'll make it work. And you like <laughs> car for five weeks. I'm sure the memories you created during that time, the things you learned about yourself were so beyond worth waking up twice a night and being in the driver's seat and like having that be your bed. Like, oh, that is so incredible. and so badass. Like, I love that. Oh, totally. And I really feel like those are the moments that prove me that I am alive. Because to be really honest, like I am now traveling on off for about nine years. I've never fully settled in this time. And quite recently, over the last two years, I saw for the first time that I might not be only traveling for the experiences, but also because I'm running from something. Mm. and that to see is really hard mm. and I also realized that one of the reasons why I kept on running and going after all those adrenaline rushes and excitements and adventures and risky moments is because I felt so numb inside of me mm. I just felt so numb and so disconnected because all this time I haven't found my place mm. 
So while I was out there living my life, making it work, and to be honest, being super grateful for all really the memories that I created, mm. but mostly really for the realization that wherever you go, whatever you feel and whatever you try not to face, you carry it within you. Mm. You carry it every step along the way. Also then when you think you left it behind. Mm. definitely and yeah and I feel like that is also that got me to like one of like my second big leap <laughs> that is now a few years back I just came back that was like from COVID I was in Australia during that time and my visa ran out and the whole world denied me uh um a visa entry because Italy was like red zone number one it was very the beginning everyone was scared and mm. so out of because of that after like several years of traveling I had to go back to Italy mm. and I just realized that it's like for the first time I didn't have to do anything I could just sit and stay and create and paint and do whatever I wanted to do without feeling guilty and that is also when I realized that's like oh wow I have been running like I've been running for a very long time and mm. I just kept my mind occupied and all those years after leaving a life behind that was too small I created a massive life around the world but still don't have my place yet mm. and then I was back in town and I come from a very small town <laughs> in the Dolomites, in the mountains, very tiny. Everyone thought that was crazy when I was leaving again. The moment like the borders were open, I was gone and I was out and everyone was like, where is she going with her life now? <laughs> you think she will be back? You think she will take a proper job, make a career, get a husband? And maybe mm. get someone with a lot of money so that they can, that one can take care of her because she obviously can't do it on her own. Because mm. during COVID, I had to move in again with my mom because mm. the life that I was building on another continent was taking away. And so I was like, again, like falling back into the open arms of my mom. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. Then I still, as I said, she teached me to keep on dreaming. And so I left and I started an art school. I enrolled in an art university, moved into a new country and really saw that there will never just be a place for any of us. The place that just opens up randomly for any of us, that is the easy one but that is not most likely the one that has been created by others for us so it really is about ourselves creating this space the space where we belong the life that we are supposed to live is not just happening it's being created every step along the way and so that really teached me of like seeing a life as art itself knowing that my body is the biggest art piece that I will ever be creating. And it's like my body is the brush, my soul is the consciousness and the world is my canvas. And it's just how I'm moving through it. I love that so much. There's so much that I want to like speak to in what you just shared. Like, I just want to like relate to first and foremost on like this idea mm -hmm. that when we go to another place and we expect that place to fulfill X, Y, Z need in us, it is such an invitation to drop within, to look to your own soul, to your own pleasure, to your own desire, to your own wisdom and fill that need on your own. It will never be something that can be fulfilled by an external environment or a new city or a new destination. But I love how your story led you to have even more just realization around where you were taking your life and how life is that canvas. Like, I believe so deeply that God gives us guardrails. 
And when you were in that situation where you were in Australia and you had to go back to Italy and you really didn't have another option, I'm in a very similar situation where I'm leaving a situation. I was looking for apartments. My business has been up and down just because of some health stuff I've been going through. And I was like, I have nowhere to go. I was like, I have nowhere to go. And for a minute I was victimized by it. And I was like, so struggling. And so just like, oh, like not in my power. I just felt very powerless. And then one day I had a shift. I had a breaking point where I was like, I have nowhere to go. And then I was like, I have nowhere to go. <laughs> like, I have nowhere to go. And there's so much freedom in that. Like the world is my oyster or in your instance, like you were able to go home and remember and come back to your mom and be supported by those that love you and have that support system rise to the occasion and support you in that moment of need. I think that the tough times and the tribulations that we go through. I mean, many of us learned this during COVID, but like it brought us back to ourselves in totally new ways. So when I think about going out into the world, I'm like, I'm not going to create a home in Italy or in South of France or wherever it is that I go. My home is me. And the grand invitation is to come back to myself and create home within my own self. And that will be the home. Like it won't be some external thing. So when I think about pleasure, so bring it back to everything you've just shared and what you do as a coach, like, how do you feel that most women view the role of pleasure, view themselves as their own home, as their own divine compass? Like, how do you think most women relate to the idea of pleasure? And how do you hope to really help us evolve that relationship and trust that relationship to our own pleasure and our own desire? Mm, Yeah. Um, oh, yes, again, so many beautiful things you just said. <laughs> I feel like it really was like the moment for me personally when I started to like create my space, like in this world. That was like when I was like thinking, okay, how do I want it to be? Mm. And that is when I started to like tune in with like all the voices that are in my head right now, all the opinions that are like around me and that tell me, do I want this or this and this? It really was going down and like everything that I think, what of it is mine and what is not? Mm. And that is when I connected to the voice of my pussy. That is when I found the pleasure key as the voice of my desires. Because my mind was like, my mind was like influenced by so many things. But my body, my body knows the truth always. And so it was just like me. And that is the same thing that I teach other women is like learning to understand the signals that our body is sending us. And it's beautiful, it's amazing. Like when you once tune in with your pussy and you hear her you feel her she tells you the whole day what is good what is not what is wrong what is right like she tells you straight out forward what are the decisions that you should make in your life Mm. and it's like "Mm, it's so juicy and it's so beautiful (laughs) yes totally and that is that is what i want women to understand and to feel is like there is so much power and so much truth within themselves, but it is to learn to reach it of like how to reach it. And for that is really like, there's so much conditioning over centuries on our pleasure and our bodies and our voice. And it really is like the pussy, like the wound. It is straight connected to our throat. It is like just a connection from this sacred wisdom out to our authentic um, articulation. It's like really like when we speak in our knowledge, when we speak in our truth, like the one that is really deep anchored, like the generational wisdom, where not everything is always hard facts, but you just know you have this deep inner knowing where you know what's right. And nowadays we don't learn anymore to tune in with it because centuries ago we have been burned for it Mm. it's like this witch wound truly that is still so deeply anchored in us like 
sometimes I see people, you know, laughing about it and don't taking it serious. But there have been around 9 million people, like, killed, burned, drowned, men and women during this time for speaking up their truth. Mm. And it's like such a wound that is still within us because it has never been fully healed like this is us now there had to go centuries until we arrived and that in this part of the world where it is safe for us to speak to speak up to say when things are not right without risking our life and so even though consciously in our mind we have arrived there physically our nervous system and our subconscious has not arrived we don't know yet that it is safe we still need to learn we still need to trust within and we still need to understand that there is genetical memory within ourselves that tells us to hide that tells us to dim our lights Mm. and so stepping into this pleasure like really like feeling your own pleasure there's like even now there's like so many beliefs you know that say oh it's shameful it's sinful Mm. like you should not have sex until you're married because sex is only to and create children you know to create the new generation and for, set, for a child to be consumed, you only need one orgasm. That's not the one of the women. So that's nothing that the society really focuses about. Mm. So it's like us, as women, it's our responsibility to focus on our pleasure and our needs. Because I truly believe that if we deny it within ourselves, within the physical experience, within our own body, we deny us this experience in every aspect of our life. You don't experience true joy until you experience full ecstasy in your body. Because mm. it's the walls. It's the walls that you keep within yourself. If you don't allow yourself to push through, to break through. Yes. A thousand percent. And I, I think too, so much of our pleasure is God-given. Like if we were to look at it from that puritanical, like, God only made men and women so that they could have children. Why the hell does my clitoris have 8,000 nerve endings and a dude only has 4,000 nerve endings? Like that's my totally. power. You know what I'm saying? Like we are designed totally. we are designed to feel explosive pleasure. Like we are designed. That is so insane that we have that sensitivity, oh, yes. that we can have that receptiveness. And I think that so long as we continue having you know, resistance to even the word pussy. Like if that is a word that triggers you, if you don't even have a word, like we talked about the book pussy before. Um, Mm. I think I've seen you reading it before. And that's one of my all-time favorite books. She talks about how, if we don't even have a word to use to describe pussy, (laughs) how do we even put a name or affiliate or just understand the fact that we have power and that we are uniquely designed as women. And that is what makes us women so oh totally if we're disconnected from that or if there is no word that insinuates that there should be shame to be felt around that we will never be in our power if we are in resistance to our power so yeah yeah and just so- think about it how would you react if now a person comes up to you and tells you you should put shame on your lungs for breathing like what does your heart think for beating you will be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> who are you to tell me that? Like, those are my organs. They are made for this. Like, this is why I am alive. Mm. And it's the exact same thing with our clitoris. Who is anyone to put shame on it? Mm. Mm-hmm. To put shame on our experience and our expression. Like, this is our body and this is what it is all for. And it's like such a portal. It's such a gift to experience like this pleasure and this is something that we can take in into everything that we create because we women inherently we are creators 
Mm. So everything that we create and every aspect of our day can be infused with this pleasure. Like I love to just harness the energy of my clitoris, of my pussy, and just like really bring it up, like through my chakras, bring it up all the way into my chest and also allow it to flow over into my arms and into my fingers and then mm. create. Like really, if you connect to this juiciness while you're cooking, for example, and it's like Aaron, you're cutting the vegetables and put the, you know, the spice in the sauce and you cook there. And it's just like you make yourself this super nice plate and then you, you know, you feed yourself. Mm. You feed yourself with this God-given pleasure. Mm. And it's amazing because you can put this into everything that you touch. This is the magic. This is, we can do this for ourselves. We can share this with others. And I feel it's like whatever you touch with this intention, it turns to gold. Mm. It's like, there is no disappointment in it. It's like whatever you feel with such an excitement, whatever you fuel with it, like that is straight success. Mm. I love that. It flies in the face of all traditional logic that you must do this in order to attain this. Pleasure is just not something that you can encapsulate in step one, step two, step three. <laughs> like it's literally just a flowing divine feminine expression of like woman's energy, right? So like, how can we put it in this little box? It's It exudes and could never be defined by a box. And that is what makes it so powerful. We always have access to it. It's divinely intelligent. Like I, this is going to sound maybe a little bit out there. Definitely not to you, but like our pussy's wetness or dryness can be directly related to what situations you are putting yourself in, in your life. Like, I do think that pussy responds. Have you ever been with a guy that you like weren't into and he made you feel unsafe and you were like, I can't get wet. Or have you ever been with someone that you just felt this incredible connection with and you knew that you were meant to build something with them and you're like, you're both just like so in it and it's so seamless and it's frictionless and it's just like it. Pussy knows that and pussy guides you in that, right? Like the more that we can drop into that trust of the fact that this is and can be such an incredible compass, the more that life just flows. Like you said, it's that rejuvenated essence of like, no regimenting or no rigidity it's just this is pleasure and like i'm guided by what i want like, mm, yes it's divine <laughs> let my yes let <laughs> myself put me out there too like you saying you know the situation of like how your pussy feels like i am feeling all wet like just by conversations like this <laughs> i am being fully lit up yes. like, this is my state of pleasure this is my state of being <laughs> yeah totally like just as you said I've been with guys where my pussy definitely told me this is a no-go mm -hmm. did I went for it of course <laughs> they regretted it 100 percent <laughs> you know <laughs> there's like listening to the ego that just wants to be mm. get getting attention and you know like getting this self low self-worth being pushed up for one night I've been there mm. and I've never felt good afterwards mm -hmm. and my pussy knew from the beginning on that it would be a bad idea I just didn't know how to listen to her mm. definitely yeah because it's one thing to feel it and to be aware of the feeling in your body it's another thing mm. all entirely to actually listen to the voice of pleasure mm -hmm. yeah and your coaching and how you work with women when it comes to obviously tuning in to the body, but then also listening mm. and abiding by what your body's guidance is. How do you, how do you hope to evolve the way that most women can do that? What would you say that your coaching helps them to do in better tuning in and then ultimately like really following and trusting the voice of desire, the voice of pleasure? Yeah. So there's like first and foremost there's like a lot of mental really like layers to take off like so many of the conditionings like we mentioned a few earlier but really they're like on so many individual levels 
I feel we all carry the same wounds, but we all carry our own stories. So there's like so many different layers that it's like really that our pussy is all wrapped in and bundled up so that we don't hear or notice anything about it. So it all starts with like slowly unraveling that and seeing what really, why are we withdrawing ourselves from this juicy energy? And then it's all about stepping into our body and learning how to feel it. Really, you know, and it's like with small things, as you notice, like with a guy, that might be like a big thing to know if you are into it or not. But it's even with small decisions, like when you're like spending in the supermarket, should I take the chips or a chocolate? Like, what are your cravings? Like, you know, just like feel in your body, what is the real craving of it? And then um, learn to trust it. So there's different little exercises that you can do where you go with or against your voice, for example. Mm -hmm. And like then see how you feel afterwards, you reflect on it. And I really feel like it's like this slow step by step because it's a very intimate thing. And a lot of times when we feel unsafe, we tend to go super fast and just like leave a step behind or like overstep one really important thing. And so a lot of times people are just like moving super fast and moving over it. While it's really important to, and I think especially when we're talking about like our connection to our womb and our womanhood, it's to take those steps in between to learn that we are safe. Like really this safety within our expression and also in our physical being so many of us women have and so many of us have experience from sexual trauma or also Mm. like sisterhood wounds and parents that were putting shame on us and so it's really Mm. there's like so many things where we just like need to give our body time and so I think that is a very crucial crucial part of it to put this pleasure experience into really like a body understanding but once we are there that is then when the whole playful juicy part comes because once we are there we understand that we can like work with this energy and we can work with our body and we can lean into it and we can manifest and transform the most desirable lives that we can even imagine because the only limitations that are out there they're being set by others Mm. Mm. once we're so in ourselves, then we don't need to set any limitations on us our pussy is no longer setting those limitations like then we are out there like we are on a podcast and we're telling that we are wet like this is being out there there is no limitation there is no shame this Mm. is full natural juiciness and this juice is elixir to life like this will mm. bring you everything you ever desire or dream because you trust your desires and you know that they're worthy and you know that you're worthy of receiving mm. so good so well said so yes it's like the coaching focuses on like tuning within creating safety within in spite of maybe being told that our bodies are not enough or having even like a physical element of wounding in how our bodies have been treated in the past. And once you create that safety, then once you are able to really trust the voice of pleasure that then can extend to all elements of your life and building the life that you truly desire and trusting the validity and the worth of saying, I want this. And that's, that's enough for me to do it. It's like, my desire is the most pure divine thing I could possibly follow as a woman. If I'm not listening to others limitations, being told that I'm selfish, being told that I need to put others first, being told like, you know, I don't know. I get that a lot is like, how are you making me feel this way by your actions? It's like, this is my life. I'm no one's entitled to the way I live my life besides me. Like, it's beautiful Mm. that other people have, you know, their care for me, but like, trust me that I will make the decision that is right for me. And as I choose desire and pleasure as my compass, it cannot steer me wrong. It can't, 
there's no way because that's the ultimate voice that's within myself as a woman so exactly mm, that's the only that's the only voice that really matters yeah it's the only voice that can matter because if you don't listen Mm. to it and you choose to listen to others voices above your own that doesn't just go away like you mentioned in terms of like you know maybe like running from things a lot maybe sometimes what you were running from was like you know the voice within yourself telling you like you need to heal this this is something that's limited your highest expression for a long time time to tune inward so our bodies have that way of bringing us back to because they naturally always want to be healing. Yes, I was running from my pleasure for like such a long time. And now knowing that this is like the main thing I want to share, mm. like this is where all my power was laying this whole time. I just was scared of my own power. I was scared of how I would be perceived, like what would happen, who would take me serious. Like there's so many things that I was scared of also like, yeah, putting yourself out there in this way. And it's like, how do others see me? What will others do to me as well? Mm. So like, oh, we could go into this for like a whole new podcast into like such another story. Cause there's like lifetimes to unravel really where all of this is coming from. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, to like also like finish up to like your question earlier like still a little bit about like the coaching that I'm doing mm-hmm. so like this is like all the like the main story underneath and then to just keep it always playful because playful is just the way how we women really create um, I'm like implementing little pleasure magic rituals and meditations all along the way that really are like being like spicing up throughout the time we're starting slow and then like going all in by the end (laughs) and that is just so much fun like it is so much fun to like really be in this sisterhood space where there is no taboos where there is nothing that is wrong and just everything deserves to be there and every touch deserves to be there and that is really in my opinion when it's like it's pure fireworks it's pure Mm -hmm. fireworks like being witnessed in your most self-expression and in your also like understanding like your whole body like mm, Mm -hmm. yeah that is a discovery that is like out of the world (laughs) yes I love it your energy is so amazing describing all of this um, this is such an amazing conversation. Um, I wanted to ask you, like, you mentioned a little bit earlier on how your body is the brush and your life is like the grandest canvas and you mm. are, your soul is the expression, correct? Like the consciousness of the, the expression yeah. of consciousness. Yeah. When you think about life as a canvas on which you create your art, how would you describe what your masterpiece looks like today in following the voice of pleasure? Mm. And what layers or changes do you think you will add to it into the future? And maybe you don't know that yet, but how would you describe the state of the masterpiece now that you have tuned in and started to really trust desire in your life? Totally. Maybe let me paint you a picture of how it was before and after. I think mm. that's an even bigger difference as what it is now and where it is going Hmm. um like like my painting like my life before I connected to like pleasure as my voice it was very driven by fear it was emotional numbness there were a lot a lot of one night stands that were supposed to make me feel loved There were a lot of toxic relationships that didn't lead anywhere other than into my full unhappiness. Mm. There were jobs where I was treated horrible, where I was was not being seen for my worth, where companies that were taking everything, every time, every aspect of of like a healthy work relationship Mm. there was a lot of running I always like to joke around and say I was a professional runner talking uh, 
talking running from my own life not marathons <laughs> I was always good in, in running from problems <laughs> leaving everything behind um I was never committing to anything I will never sign a lease. I will never sign a contract. I will always put everything under the beautiful and easy way out of I am a gypsy soul that likes to travel and, you know, is just out there in her own adventures, living a life in my own fairy way. Hmm. But, and it all seemed so nice. It all seemed so beautiful. Like everyone around me was like, oh, I wish I would have you alive. Hmm. But I feel only those that didn't know me well enough were saying that. Hmm. It was a life that were very, was very beautiful, glamorous, adventurous on the outside, but very lonely hmm. in the inside and hmm. very disconnected from myself. And the life after <laughs> yeah. started to become so colorful. I still kept my passion for traveling. Like I still do travel a lot, but I no longer travel for running. I travel really for like creating, like creating this life with every intention, like every aspect of it. I have now an amazing supportive partner, which he's a true gift in every aspect I've never seen a relationship so healthy as ours really never in my life before with anyone else <laughs> I was not aware that this is even a thing and I never thought that I would be able to lead a relationship or be in a relationship in a way like that I created my own business where I set my own boundaries my own rules I stopped people pleasing and focus way more on pleasing myself and pleasuring myself. Mm. I eat way healthier. I really take care of myself. I stopped smoking after over 10 years with no intention. It was just from one day to the other. It was like, I really don't think I want this. I really mm. don't think any of this is serving me. Mm. And I left behind all this self-sabotaging behaviors where I will just stay in situations that are not good for me. Mm. And so now I even recently, um, I proposed to my partner, I <laughs> asked him to marry me. So also the fear of commitment is gone. <laughs> I, I can say. gladly say. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> And yeah, so at the moment, he and I are traveling all around Europe, traveling and living for a few months in different cities that are next to the ocean and see where we're going to build our home. Mm. And also there, this is the same way of how not only I, but now we create our life as a team. It's like we're two brushes now, painting on this one canvas where we support each other's dreams and wherever I need the helping hand he is there and wherever I can support him I am too we don't stand in each other's ways and we allow each other to grow in whatever direction that is mm. and I am truly happy to be honest it was a very scary scary feeling to be so happy mm. that sometimes I can even see myself falling back into something is wrong I mean something needs to be wrong things cannot be that good right mm. but then when I get out of my head I see no things really are that good life really is that beautiful and it really has that much freedom mm. when I choose to create it and don't listen to voices of others that don't have my best in their interests Mm -hmm. or others whose life you wouldn't want anyways like you wouldn't want to trade places with them right so absolutely not yeah yes that's been a big one oh absolutely yeah <laughs> I, I can't help but notice as well that like the moment that you started putting your pleasure first and started pouring into your own cup like your relationship you drew in a relationship that was like 
co-creative and like met you where you were at and putting yourself first. And there's no ounce of selfishness in putting your pleasure, your pleasing first, because that allows you to then build really beautifully with another person. And when you have pleasure and orgasm and desire at the center of it, it's like being tuned into that all of the time. The juiciness of that probably allows you to relax into actually, it does get to be this good. Actually, like I am allowed to be happy because you have bliss at your fingertips. So why wouldn't it be something that you can create in your broader life as well in that canvas you're painting? So oh, totally. Yeah. I 100% agree. And like, I did manifest the timid. Like I really did. Like I put in all the work, I, all the work, like, mm. and I think that is like the main thing that I realized now I put in so much work in myself that I was able to see someone like him. It's not mm -hmm. that he's the only great man out there. It's mm -hmm. just that until that point where I was not willing to pour in my own cup first, mm -hmm. I was not seeing those kind of men. Mm. I was not seeing someone that would also pour into my cup. I was only seeing those that would empty my cup. And so once I really like understood what I wanted, I laid down this beautiful white canvas, a real canvas. <laughs> mm. And I was writing it all down, how I want my life to be, how I want my partner to be, how I want him to make me feel, how I want to be there for him. And I was just like writing it all down. And then I started to make layers over layers and just like an abstract painting over it. I choose all those colors that were like, really like intriguing me and I was like moving and like I did this painting I remember I was like I was naked and the sun was shining and I was like having this music on and I was like making breaks in between for meditation and for pleasure and I continued painting and I like even put like my own juice with the like my pussy juice within the colors on the painting and it was like mm until it was finished and it was so beautiful. I was like having it hanging in front of my bed on the wall. So first thing in the morning, I will see it. And last thing before I go to bed, I will see it too. And I will just like be there. It's like, yes, this is it. This is what I'm getting. Like I can feel it with every inch of my body. Love. And now I feel it and I see him every day when I go to bed and when I get up in the morning next to me. <laughs> incredible you are the ultimate pussy artist girlfriend like <laughs> that's amazing your story is so inspirational like oh I'm so just like you were just so inspiring so energized by this conversation I, I would love to just ask you maybe like one last question for those that are listening what is one thing that you wish more women understood about pleasure, about their sovereignty over their lives, about how life gets to be. What is the one thing that you wish more people understood? More women specifically. Mm. The one thing is that women are free. Everybody, we are all free. And then it is our choice to stay or to leave. But we are free in our minds. We are. And that is where the power lays. That's also where the responsibility lays. Mm. I love that. I think that so many of us neglect to own that we have choice over everything in our lives. And I mm -hmm. love that you said that it's equal parts power and responsibility because with power, responsibility does come with that. Yeah. And if we neglect our power and we don't take responsibility over our lives, they tend to just follow someone else's agenda. And where does that leave us? So always remembering that we do have choice that is so freeing and it can feel scary too. But like you're saying, like we've talked about creating that home within yourself, listening to the voice of pleasure and trusting it, 
with that comes so much joy, like you've seen in what you've realized in your own life. That's so incredible. So well said. Thank you so much for joining me for this conversation today. It's amazing chatting with you. I would love to just ask, like, how can people get in touch with you and learn more about you following this conversation today? I know you dropped a number of insights that many people are going to be like, this woman's incredible. I need to get in touch with her. (laughs) So what would the best ways of doing that be? Oh, totally. The best way to get in touch with me is um, through Instagram at healingarts.pia. And I'm sure, Carly, you can put that in the show notes to make it easier. (laughs) There's also links to my website and I have like a free workbook for everyone that wants to get more in touch with their female cycle and really see how that can be turned into your own superpower. And yeah, so I feel if you get all your listeners out there, if you get any questions, anything that you would like to know, dive deeper into, just send me a DM, slide into it, (laughs) get in touch with me so that then later on you can get in touch with yourself. Love. I love that. And Carly, to you, (laughs) thank you so much for having me. It was such a joy talking to you, diving into this topic. I loved everything that you shared. Thank you also for being so open and for holding a space like this where I can be too. And I really hope we will see each other soon in Italy. And if you come and visit me, let's create some pussy magic and let's create maybe a painting together where it can be all in tune with nature and we're going to make some big manifestations come true. Oh my gosh. I'm tearing up envisioning it. So it is happening. I can't (laughs) wait. Oh, thank you for joining me, Pia. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Creatrix CEO podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, it means the absolute world. If you can leave a quick star review or share your thoughts on the show in the instance that you want to learn more about me and my business, you can find me on Instagram at Carly Chetton. Thanks again for listening and never forget your power to create whatever it is that's written on your heart. I love you and I will see you next time.